0: Hey guys, I'm LaVetta. I'm Miriam. Welcome to Notorious Women Podcast, a comedy podcast about some of history's most notorious women. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think the uh, the Jim Jones Kool Aid joke is too soon. No, I think that was not. what, like, okay. uh, forty years ago, fifty years ago, now, like, something
1: maybe, like that.
0: I think so. I think so. Uh, so
1: I, <laughs> I don't think that's I mean, too soon. You know, like I watched a documentary on that at some point <laughs> late at right. night to calm me down. I don't understand the logic behind it, but there, there it is.
0: My husband's always like,
1: seriously, are you going to watch this murder trial before bed? Yeah, I I am.
0: (laughs) I will say that cults scare the fuck out of me because I don't know. I think because it's almost like to me, people who are in a cult and who are brainwashed are like zombies because there's no reasoning with them. And Mm -hmm. I remember seeing the Jim Jones, one of many um documentaries on that cult and it always terrifies me like more than like a horror movie like so
1: it is like it is very very creepy like it is very disconcerting how easily people can find them yes
0: and how they'll like do anything like like, I mean, if, if you guys have never heard of, uh, the, the Jim Jones, and that's where the, um, the reference of Drank the Kool-Aid comes from because they yep. literally poison like gave poison Kool-Aid to the members so they could kill themselves and murder other members. But then if yeah. people tried to leave, the cult members would like kill them. But so,
1: so it was it's bad. Like, it was it's very terrifying. bad. Yeah
0: so i i mean as much as i love murder uh you do i do not like cults for some reason it's kind of like voodoo and i'll mess with fucking dolls nope (laughs) Nope. you know what
1: i i hear you
0: i don't do the dolls Mm -hmm. nope i'm just Mm -hmm. i'm a very stereotypical black person i'm definitely in the theater being like hail to the
1: doll nope you know I'm, I'm not, <laughs> Lovetta, You know I'm like, oh, she's cute. Can I? Nope. Can I see? Uh-uh. And uh-uh. you'd be like, Miriam, throw the ball, <laughs> throw the doll to uh-uh. the ground,
0: nope. and run. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. the only doll that I could kind of watch is Chucky because Chucky is camp. It's so campy and ridiculous. But even still, Chucky ain't staying in my house. Mm-mm. Nope.
1: <laughs> Chucky's nope. terrifying.
0: I'm... Chucky's like, terrifying. A voodoo hilarious. doll,
1: I'd probably, I'd probably be stupid enough to be like, oh, what's that? No, should we put don't on touch a new it. dress? No, nope. don't touch her. Nope. Okay, you no, sure? Don't touch it. Aww. Don't touch it. <laughs> She's looking at <laughs> but, me funny. Why is she looking at me funny?
0: <laughs> I mean, I think though, as much as I'm afraid of dolls and ghosts and voodoo and all that other stuff and cults, for some reason though, I love a notorious woman. Yep. was not that smooth? was not that smooth my transition? That was You're welcome. so
1: good. I know. That was like natural, and yet. <laughs> to the point and then i called it out and ruined and, it so yeah and then you called it out so i don't know how many stars <laughs> i'm going to give you for this but
0: five stars always five uh, stars <laughs> remember guys follow us don't on forget. all the things <laughs> and review five stars so wow. i which brings me to i think we should yes. get started Let's uh, do it. i believe i am first this
1: week sounds good
0: um and you know again as much as i'm a, a wuss in a um scaredy cat for horror and like a specific kind of horror film mm-hmm. i love a uh, a notorious woman who um, likes to kill uh I- here we go <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome so <laughs> yes murder it up let's go murder it up so my notorious woman this week is a woman by the name of julia tofana no idea Oh, good, good, good. And okay. I was like, oh, okay. my God, I hope she doesn't do this one. Okay, I, I know. I don't even know who she is. Now, Giulia Tofano was Italian, so I'm going to be Giulia Tofani. No, I'm Ooh, not going to do that. To that me. was
1: awkward. Okay. It's, uh,
0: <laughs> listen, my Italian accent is just as good as Jared Leto's in that well, Gucci movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, I'll give you that. But I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it also. Everybody okay. in that movie, as I note, everybody in that
0: Gucci movie, if you want to get, if you want to cackle, watch the Gucci movie. Everybody has a different kind of Italian accent. Lovetta, it
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Literally.
0: <laughs> that's Jared Leto's accent. And then Lady Gaga's doing like a, a an Italian vampire. I don't know.
1: What I think I just said on. an Italian vampire. No. <laughs>
0: It is Jerry Leto. Every time you come in, he's like, a, bone, a Luigi. I'm like, oh my God. It's my brother, Mario. I love it. We're racing cars. <laughs> you would be a winner brothers. <laughs> so it's terrible. So I won't do oh that. I'll okay. try not to do that. That's okay if uh, you do but, that. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Julia Tofana, and Julia spelt with a G, um, okay. was, and now, so for my story today, uh, I, I, you know, researched a lot, but the main sources come from uh, an article on sci-fi.com. Okay. Um, also an article from All That's Interesting, which is a wonderful website. And a Forgotten Lives video on YouTube. So Forgotten Lives is the name of the account on YouTube. So Okay. Um, those are, and then we have many other sources, but those are the main sources. So now, now, Gila Tofana was alive in 17th century Italy.
1: Wow, okay. So
0: as such, because it's that old, some of the stuff you have to take with a grain of salt. Got but, it, okay, yeah. So just just remember that as I'm going along that some of the stuff may or may not be um, accurate or it's it may be conjecture and some, some of the stuff is backed up by um, historians research. So okay. now, because it's 17th century, um, not a lot is kind of known about her background. Okay. Uh, but what is known is that it was believed that she was born around, um, either between 1590s, uh, to early 1600s in Palermo, okay. Sicily. Oh. Um, because now some sources say that her mother was a woman by the name of Tofania de Amado, but Tofania, some people think that may have just been her, one of her mentors. Okay. Um, okay. instead of her mother, but it okay. could be her mother. One of the reasons they think it may be her mother is because there was a practice in 17th century, uh, Italy and in, in Europe in general, but in Italy specifically for Italian women to take their mother's, uh, last name and I mean, mother's first name and make it their surname. So that is why it's believed Tofania de Amado was her mother because she took the name Julia Tofana.
1: That attracts. I'll take it. So that may or may not be
0: the truth. Or it could be that it was sort (laughs) of one of those like um, mentors or um, surrogate moms. Could it be that kind of thing? Okay, yeah. Now, um, whatever it's... And and I'll tell you, it it'll become clear why people think it it doesn't really matter if it was her mother or just her mentor because the women had a special connection uh, through the deeds that they ended up doing. But just I just want oh, to put that out there wow. that she may or may not be her mother. But all right, but. If that practice is true, that probably either was her mother or like, well, we say her play mama, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, um, mm-hmm. So now growing up, uh, Julia developed her skill in the art of medicines, herbs and apothecary. Okay. Um, which she did learn from which Tofania de Amado was also known for so again okay. that that could be how they met but um, and again this is a time where women either re- were either born into aristocracy or had to figure out a way to make a living because it's right. not like they could go and become a secretary um, so because of the skills she became Julia became a tradeswoman in the cell of cosmetics um, either legit or in the black market
1: okay. Okay. So,
0: which helped her take care of herself because um, she became a widow pretty early in her life. Okay. Um, now, in 1633, Tofania de Amado was uh, arrested and executed for the murder of her husband. Whoa. Okay. Okay. It was believed that she poisoned her husband. And so, if she and Julia were close, After she was executed, D'Amato was executed, Julia picked up and and escaped basically to Naples and then Rome. Eventually Mm -hmm. she landed in Rome where she uh, she set up shop again and and began working with a young woman by the name of Girolama Spada. Okay. So again, Tofania D'Amato was executed for killing her husband in 1633. So shortly after that, Julia got up, because she was, and that is when she be she comes onto the historical record around that time, sixteen thirty three, okay. and that is when she was an adult by that time. So that's w- was why the we, guy like
1: a like was he like a dick? Probably, probably. Pro- okay. Yeah, probably. I mean, probably. Yeah.
0: So, and that is why they sort of put her her birth around fifteen nineties to early sixteen hundreds. Because by the time she 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 comes onto the historical record in sixteen thirty three, she was an adult by that. Okay. Time, so. Uh, so now she's in Rome, and like I said, she she began working with a young woman who became her assistant, basically uh, Giolama Spada. Okay. Now it's believed that either while she was back in uh, Palermo or throughout her whole life, she always had a soft spot uh, for women trapped in loveless, suffocating relationships or abusive relationships. Okay. Uh, but it is specifically known that after she came to Rome
1: and started uh-huh. working with
0: Spada, uh-huh. she started selling toxins, a.k.a. poison for ladies who wanted to get out of um, an unacceptable arrangement or marriage.
1: Oh, Okay. Options? Yeah. Options. Okay. <laughs> you know, so women be- did not have a lot of options historically. Exactly. So.
0: Exactly. And so it's believed around this time that with the help of Spada... And a Roman priest by the name of Father G- Giro Lamo of St. Agonese, in Agone, a church in central Rome. I could
1: listen to you speak Italian all day. Go on. And my brother
0: Luigi. <laughs> um, who, so this is a priest whose brother was an apothecary. So it's believed that okay. she got the toxins from Father Girolamo
1: okay father uh, who
0: became her close confidant and they they all basically went into business together okay so it's at this time that it's believed that julia launched her historical and notorious underground vast ring of professional poisoners wow
1: okay julia hmm. with
0: and what's interesting and even more devious about it is that she set up basically a shop that sold women's cosmetics, but Damn. in the shop okay. was a, uh, a very, fa- it would become a very famous poison used specifically for this service. Wow. Okay, Now context, like you, you mentioned about the was her husband, a dick. So context, right. yeah. 17th century Italy, uh-huh. men had unlimited power over oh, the women shit. in their lives and over almost all women. So women had to endure untold abuse and this included even you know uh noble women and well-off women because if they had the misfortune of being sold off or married to a man who abused them
1: she was stuck
0: stuck. yeah
1: see this is why it's some bullshit patriarchy okay go on
0: yeah this is why basically women had no standing in society and had few opportunities to better their situations so they could again they could marry and hope of having that their husbands treated them decently right. or they could remain single and rely on sex work to survive
1: so it's all a bad thing like it all sucks like yeah basically now they
0: did have a, so- third a third Ooh.
1: option oh third option he talked to me
0: <laughs> they could become a widow
1: Oh no, yes.
0: bye. And that third option was the preferred choice of most women, but especially wealthier yes. women. From no, the that's the pr- class.
1: Like that Queen Charlotte scene, which will forever burn in my brain as one of the best moments in all With of Lady television. Danbury.
0: Yep. Yes.
1: Y'all go watch at least that episode. Yep. When Lady Danbury is done doing her duty. Living her best
0: so, life. Living her best okay. life. So even among the wealthier class, um, if women were lucky enough to have a spouse that didn't physically harm them on, you know, on an ongoing basis, uh, they still had to live with the belief in society that women were property
1: mm-hmm. and
0: had no say so in the shape of their lives. So Yeah, that that sucks. Yeah. So the desire was freedom. Enter. Yeah. Afraid. Enter Julia Tofana with what would become famously Aqua Tofana, <laughs> which was a coveted face cream and/or oil that okay. came in a bottle yes. or a powder case that often labeled, and it was labeled "Manna of Saint Nicholas," <laughs>
1: <laughs> appropriately <And> named. Yes,
0: <laughs> it was sold as a uh, a treatment for blemishes. Okay, okay. in these. These shops. Now, while the specific co- uh, makeup of uh, Aqua Tof- Tofana is not known, it did contain a mixture of lead, arsenic, and belladonna. <laughs> Ooh. And it was odorless and tasteless.
1: Mmm. Delicious.
0: <laughs> Basically. And, and also, if so if a person would go into the shop or go into the stall or, and look it around at the, the various face creams and beauty things or whatever it it would say on the bottle that it had the same cosmetic ingredients as other cosmetics you know right. so basically and a woman could hide it on her nightstand and no one mm-hmm. would be the wiser so it's not like she yeah. would keep it in the kitchen or anything like that so basically it's like if you went to uh went to Sephora and bought Fenty Beauty Fat Water tonic like it's like a fat water um um
1: um toner uh I, the and the
0: last it was just on time your I bought stand. makeup
1: the last time I bought makeup the year was 2022 so like I don't know what you just said. But. That
0: fat, that beauty, that Fenty Beauty fat, fat water is basically a toner, but it's got it's it's a toner slash serum. It's really good, I will say. Oh, okay. Uh, so basically, if you just if your husband looked at your anybody looked at your thing, they'd be like, oh, it's just uh, uh, these silly women with their their face yeah. creams and stuff, right? Yes. So, so the first, so this is how it worked. Basically, okay. the woman would give the first dose. It was usually diluted with some kind of liquid uh, and it would cause exhaustion and physical weakness. Would
1: she like make him tea or something? Yes. Like okay. Put it in tea, soup,
0: mm. whatever mm. because obviously mm. woman get in the kitchen or have the right. servants do it.
1: She's where she belongs.
0: Like right. The second dose so it was, it was designed to work in three doses. So okay. the second dose would bring on stomach aches, vomiting oh, no.
1: okay. and diarrhea. Oof,
0: awkward. Out. The third or fourth dose would take care of the rest. Damn, okay. And then the person, usually the man, would die. And back then, because, you know, they didn't understand toxicology, they didn't really understand how a lot of medical stuff worked because it's 17th century, right. 1600s. So, you know, because it came on in stages, they would think, oh, they just got picked up something on the street or they got pneumonia or it could be, ty- it could be whatever, right? right right
1: i mean like they didn't have germ theory yet right like exactly
0: so they would believe so usually doctors or investigators um or authorities would believe that the man had died of some unknown illness because it happened to everybody no matter what class you were Ah. uh, or disease and so It basically, but with the slow nature of things also, it made the man, um, often the man think of, oh, I need to get my business affairs in order, and Ah, then the wives would be there to exert some sort of influence on what that order would look like.
1: Let me help you, honey. Here, I'll write this down for you. Yes. My lady hand is working today. Okay. Yes.
0: (laughs) So this worked like a charm. And because of that, Julia's business flourished and made <laughs> her and her accomplices mm. so rich. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, again, she, now she was smart cause you know, you have to be, she didn't sell to just anybody. So you couldn't just, you know, it's not like they had a snitch or like a, a, right. a undercover cop. Um, but so she, it had to be clandestine. It had to be, you know, so no one would become the wiser. So according to, um, Historians, not only was this prevalent in Italy at the time, it was prevalent all over Europe in large European cities.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. Stop fucking with women and you won't die. Okay?
0: If you don't give people
1: options,
0: you know, and... And, you know, oftentimes, so like someone like Julia who, you know, again, women didn't have, they couldn't become a secretary, have like a career, right? Of course so not. oftentimes it would be also, it would be obscured by either her selling business. Her business was like, she was an expert in like uh, reading uh, your palm or cards, uh, astrology yes. or, you know, so it's sort of like, oh, you're making a living doing that. And like, that's a legitimate business. Even the noble people you know, mm-hmm. listen to uh, psychics and, and things like that. So, but that's another way to sort of get the word out and find out new customers and also get the right word to the right customer, potential customer.
1: Right. Very um, clever. Tell me yeah. your innermost thoughts. You yeah, hate him ex- that much? Oh, okay.
0: You know, and also it's a way for you to, for her to sort of scope out her and her um, cronies to sort of scope out who is the right person, Right. Right. Um, so it is, this is uh, again, and it, it wasn't just her and, uh, Spada. It was the priest, <laughs> was the doctors. Was, okay. They, they were, all it was like a well oiled machine. Cause it was oh. making all of them rich. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now it, so- it
1: sounds to me like the right people died. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, you know,
0: so, um, now,
1: all of this was going well, so
0: apparently this lasted for about twenty years.
1: Oh my God! Not what I was expecting you to say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it may have gone
0: on for even longer, except that one victim—I mean, one potential, uh, one
1: customer—yeah—lost
0: her motherfucking nerve. So this is why you got to uh, be. Oh
1: yeah. You gotta so according be to the tale, yeah, a
0: young woman customer. She got the aqua tofana. She was planning her husband's demise. Mm-hmm. But after mixing a few of it into his soup, she panicked and began to beg him not to eat it.
1: Listen, it's just the first stage. Don't give him more and shut your mouth. She okay? panicked. Snitches so, get stitches. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. And because her husband de- certainly, most well, certainly deserved to die, he paid, he repaid her um. Uh, loyalty by beating her until she confessed Mm. to poisoning Mm -hmm. the food and then he further he turned her into authorities who tortured
1: her until she gave up Julia Tofana I'm so sad that's so sad
0: yeah so Julia escaped to a local church because, again, it was a well-oiled machine uh, for mm-hmm. sanctuary. And Run, now, rumor started to spread about it, but she obviously had become very, very popular. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, and sort of like a, a folk hero. Uh yes. But then the word got out, probably by authorities, probably by patriarchy, that she was poisoning the water supply. So, but she
1: wasn't. You she guys. Wasn't.
0: It's propaganda and it worked. Yeah. So um, she was arrested now. some now there's varying degree. There's varying reports on exactly what happened. Because again, this is the 1600s in Italy. Right. So, and this is having to do with the women. So a lot of it could have been uh, a sponge from the historical record or, you know, for other reasons that I'll get to shortly. So, um, so they they tortured her or they questioned her and eventually it came out that authorities say that her and her network of people killed over 600. What?
1: Are you serious? Hmm? <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I do. <laughs> 600 fucking douchebags who deserved it is what I'm hearing. That's what yeah. I just heard because like so you know what don't be a dick don't be a dick now
0: obviously it could be i don't even think that that's even though 600 people is a lot but like i'm like it's ancient times and over or like an 18 uh, 18 year period you know depending on like if some of them were poor i I, now i definitely don't think it's 600 rich men (laughs) Cause that would cause alarm.
1: That would cause alarm. Like, yeah. If you're like rich and have clout in society, like three of them, it would, it would ring a bell, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, like if like hundreds of noblemen started dying, that would cause alarm. But I mean, and then some people say that they may have attributed to, you know, just of the time, like people got diseases back then a lot of times and died and they attributed that to her, but it was a lot of men. Uh, And so that shows you how vast the network was, And so, if that's true, she's doing the work.
1: Okay, she's doing the work of angels. I'm just saying. Yes.
0: Um, Because I know for sure. I don't know if it's 600 men, but I know for damn sure there was at least 600 men who
1: deserved to die. Yeah. In 1600 Italy, I definitely know that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I've read enough about history to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I just love it, Julie. like you got like what would a commercial be like? Your husband's a douche. Aqua Tofana. Your husband beats you every day. Aqua Tofana. Your husband had a baby, an outside baby on you. Aqua Tofana, bitches.
1: Okay. Listen, can you see it as like a um, a perfume ad? <laughs> you know, in black and white? Yep. Aqua Tofana. Where you make the choices from now on. You know, or some shit. <laughs> i'm ready for that commercial no
0: of course uh julia was beloved by people especially the women both powerful and poor who she helped so again there's some noble women she's helping too so when the word got around um that they you know they arrested her and again it's varying you know reports is conflicting reports on if they tortured her they just questioned her
1: right um
0: but she did have allies in high places but the tricky part is you can't be too supportive publicly Mm. because
1: people then start looking at when did your husband die like (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know you can like drop a key that she could pick up you know what i mean yeah so
0: it's because of her connections to some in the some in the noble class that, again, there's conflicting reports on exactly on exactly what happened to her. One report is that she was eventually killed um, and hung oh, like the sad. model. Sad. Terrible. Right. But she may have learned from that. <laughs> and so another report is that when they were after her, she left like she got out of Dodge. Oh, I hope yeah. that's the one. And so but around this time, dozens of lower class women were definitely arrested uh, and accused of murdering their husbands. So there was some uh, basically a purge. I think it was a purge of
1: women, I think. Of Um, course it was. That's exactly what it was.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Spada, because, again, that one report was that she and Spada and some of her associates uh, were hung. And then other reports are that she fled. And went off to a nunnery and disappeared and died peacefully in her bed in 1659. uh, I mean, 1651. And then Spada took over, you know, went sort of dark for a while. But because, again, it was high demand for the service.
1: Yes. What else are you going to do? Yeah. Fix the laws or give me the poison. I don't know what to tell you. That's on yeah. you.
0: Yeah, I mean, people are going to figure out a way to survive. So, and then that report is that she she left, she escaped, and then Spada took over the operations until she was discovered in 1659. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's like again, it's conflicting results, uh, of conflicting stories. Because again, this is from the 1600s. But whatever happened to Julia Tofana? Eventually, the historical record shows that. Um, she uh, so again, that's why it, it, it leans heavily that she escaped and Spada went on because Spada was in the historical record after 1651 as well. Oh, okay, um, yeah, and so, um, but again, she was eventually found out <sighs> and she was imprisoned. That's um, terrible. yeah, but again, what is clear. Even though the specific details of what happened to these women, what's clear is that enough people were not only, uh, invested in needing these services, but enough people were invested in the network to make the, this network possible, Yeah, you know, and, um, it's often believed that a lot of this is obscure because again, like not only the involvement, but the complicity of people, high-ranking church officials and people of the noble class. So it was like a desire to kind of like sweep it under the rug yeah. and not really go into it. Um Hopefully it made a couple of men stop beating their wives. Uh, I that hope might so. be helpful. I hope so. Uh But whatever happened, what's always uh interesting is that Julia Tofana's legacy is that it's far-reaching you know what i mean it's like it, yeah. it, it had some effect like the 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 reveal of this network of people because it's not just one crazy woman right because they no. love to be like, oh she's a witch she's a you know you know oh they um, loved that word back then yeah they yeah. love that word right she's just a witch because she was connected to priest noble uh-huh. women
1: like and probably other priests like what are you gonna do take down the church is that what you want exactly, to do? Exactly, exactly. Mm, so
0: it's now after Tofana and Spada's reigns, however, the legend of Aqua Tofana became legendary and notorious wow. throughout Western and Central Europe. And Aqua Tofana eventually became a catch-all phrase for all kinds of sudden and or mysterious death. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, when Mozart became ill in September of 1791, so now we're like, what? 30 years later. 30 years? I can't do math. 30 years later. <laughs> as he lay dying in his bed, he reportedly proclaimed, quote, someone has given me aqua da fauna and calculated the precise time of my death, end quote. <laughs> I mean, he was Austrian, so that's not how. I
1: mean, Mozart I don't definitely think...
0: didn't sound like that. but No, he didn't. <laughs> for this podcast, he Italian. He's like, okay, okay. Luigi Votto. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, um, there was a scandal in Versailles between sixteen seventy-seven and sixteen eighty-two, when King Louis uh the fourteenth, because <laughs> I read that, had sounds to right. that uh-huh. faced a series of murders by poisoning at his court. And oh. it was called the scandal, uh called the Affair of the Poisons. I
1: so a lot, yeah, a lot oh. of
0: people believe that aquatofana was being used to poison people to get rid of, you know, rivals, uh, but at the in at the court. Um yeah. And so it ended in the expulsion of one of his most powerful royal uh, companions, a woman by the name of Madame de Montespan, and the execution of a powerful potion maker by the name of Madame Monovocine. Oh. And that was attributed to Aquatofana, like that sort of like it's sort of like a scare, right? Like a poison scare. Uh, yeah. Because it's you know because it's it's too much work to actually just stop mistreating women in past. I mean, right?
1: Laws. Let's just like shut it down. Like, yeah, let's like, like remind women of their place as opposed to giving them like two options in life. Yeah, instead as opposed of to zero,
0: or maybe okay. a fourth option because the first option was to either marry and risk being treated mistreated by your husband, or becoming a sex worker, remaining single, becoming a sex worker, mm-hmm. or Poison. So maybe a fourth option, like laws that, you know, if if her husband's mistreating her, she can get a divorce. Like maybe a fourth option is good. I mean, but that is the story of Julia Tofana, aka the Queen of Poison and the Queen of Aqua Tofana.
1: That is an amazing story. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. (laughs) I love it. Why aren't we teaching this to all of the children? <laughs> this is what happens when society becomes too unfair, you know? Yeah. You know, that is what I saw it as. It was, it's basically a cautionary tale. It is. Of what will
0: happen if you take away women's options?
1: Uh-huh. We're going to do something about it, but you might not like it. So give us a options. not like it.
0: I just yeah. love that it was like, she, like one of her main, um, Conspirat- uh, con- uh, co-conspirators was a priest. <laughs> I was like, I got you.
1: <laughs> and you I need love some that- toxins? Yeah. I got you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make that money. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Let's make that money.
0: Oh, my God. That was so, amazing.
1: All thank right. you.
0: Who's your notorious woman
1: this week? Okay, so my notorious woman. So before I forget, I wanted to mention, this. Is, I wrote this down, someone uh, on our Instagram Snow vamp me. I love her. She's awesome. We were talking about Google last Mm -hmm. week, a couple weeks ago. I don't remember. Who is time? I don't know her. Um, (laughs) And how (laughs) you can um, look things up. Stop taking things at their word. Look it up. Google it. But mm-hmm. she did point. She's like, you gotta rem- remind people to check multiple sources and not just like yes. look for your answer and go with that because a lot of times, yeah, you got you gotta look at. She was totally right. I was like, oh my god, that is a good point. Uh, check the the validity of the website where you're getting it, um, and and check in a couple of different ways. So yeah, she's right yeah. about
0: that, and I agree completely. But I would also say that people aren't googling. Uh, the first source. People are literally on the internet <laughs> yeah. being like, "I didn't know j was a rapper." Are y- yeah? Are you fucking yeah. kidding? That me? breaks
1: my heart. I don't understand. But she's right. She's right. Yeah. But I I <laughs>
0: yeah. would say people when I say Google, people don't even Google the first thing. Like that's true.
1: That's true. But sometimes they're Googling that thing, that conspiracy theory that they want to believe. (laughs) And they Google it once. And then they're like, see, it's here. And then you're like, (laughs) dot calm you know like I just made those up don't try to decipher what it is I said that was out of nowhere oh it's on troll yeah. Yeah. and they're like see it's right here right right. I'm an asshole com <laughs> dot slash edu I found She's it <laughs> I mean we're only kind of kidding but she's yeah. absolutely
0: right. I I, yeah. I absolutely agree with that.
1: I was like, "Oh, we should say something." That is a good Absolutely.
0: Point. That's why we have multiple sources here and we always say take cuz again, we yes. are not historians, but we always go to multiple sources to make sure uh that and, you know, yeah. and we still get it wrong, you know. There's still We some still things... have
1: gotten it wrong and like yeah. honestly, that's why we're always like let us know, DM us, email us. Like we will always like if we are off or we miss something. For example, we were off about suggesting to Google without also mentioning, you should find many sources. Um, so yeah, that's that is that is true. Yes, yeah, so and we all, and that's why
0: we always say this is what we found. Again, this is a comedy podcast, so mm-hmm. definitely, if you if this sounds interesting to you, go and find out even more information because usually mm-hmm. there's usually there's too much information about something.
1: Honestly, that's usually the issue. Yeah. Is I, the yeah. So we pr- often probably leave things out. But, you know, we try to, you know, we try to round it out. Um, So today I'm going to talk about a woman. So Janie Jones uh, DM'd us and suggested the theme of um, Victorian women who broke some rules or maybe just like tore down some walls to become doctors. I love that. you mean There's, with her lady brain? With I lady know. Brains? Do you like and no. their breasts and vaginas? <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. Or lady parts or lady things, <laughs> lady cells, something. So I know, like, oh, so female. I don't understand how. Female feelings? What? What is going on? That's all yeah. females have: our feelings, but brains? <laughs> no, uh, the vapors. Right? Exactly. It's just to be pretty. All right. So I went down very many rabbit holes, and I found a lot of really cool women, and it was it was actually really hard to decide. I chose Elizabeth Blackwell because I felt like she was from what I gather, truly one of the very first. Also, she has some problematic moments and I love discussing problematic moments. Oh, yeah. Um, so, that is who I'm going to talk about and I already told you what she did. So Elizabeth Blackwell, okay. Yes. Who Very white. White with okay. an H. White. Um, she was born February 3rd, 1821 in Bristol, England. Um, she... Uh, was one of many siblings. She had two older, Anna and Marion, and then four younger. Uh, her father was a sugar refiner. And in 1832, they emigrated from Bristol, England, to New York because he had lost their most profitable sugar refinery in a fire. Oh, so, Yeah, and in those days, it was like, I don't know, suck it up. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> who's Whose insurance? Mm, I don't know her. Um, so when they were in New York, her father became active in abolition work, abolitionist work. So they would talk, so she grew up in a household that, uh, discussed women's rights and slavery and child labor. And they, they tended towards, you know, the correct side of things towards it, you know, not all the way there based on what I discovered later, but, you know, in general, slavery, bad child labor, bad women should have some rights. The basics. Um, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Square like one, I think. Yeah. Um, So, but I thought this was funny, that an example of their liberal point of view was, rather than beating the children for bad behavior, um, her mother would record their trespasses in a black book. If the offenses accumulated, the children would be exiled to the attic during dinner. So that's... That's when they were nice. That's like a nice thing. That's like better than like, I guess beating within an inch of your life is bad. That's worse. But like, so
0: they sent them to bed without dinner,
1: in the attic. I mean, in the attic.
0: That's well. I guess you know. Honestly, maybe they didn't have multiple rooms with our modern sensibility. So it's like, yeah, girl, the attic. Come on. Well, I mean.
1: I'm being nice. Go to the attic. What? That is
0: punishment because, you know, there's probably bugs punishment. up there, yeah. maybe a bat,
1: you know. Like, dark, you know. Yep. I mean, it's 1840, 35, yeah. whatever. Yeah, the
0: attic it's, would be like prison.
1: So. You know, yeah, it's prison. Like what? But he also, he did believe that all children, including his girls, should be given every opportunity to develop their talents and their gifts. Oh, okay. Um, He paid for a governess and private tutors. And she uh, was, as a result, she was socially isolated from like everyone but her family because no one else in her world was allowed this as a girl.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a shame. Um, Yeah.
1: So they then moved from New York to Cincinnati a few years later. And when she was 17, her father died, leaving the family with very little money. So her and her sisters, Anna and Marion, decided to start a school. Now, the school was not like progressive and great. This is not a story about that school. It was like there to make the money. It was called the Cincinnati English and French Academy for Young Ladies. Um. But then she got inspired by the concept of transcendentalism and got all into that. Well, parents of the kids in the school found out about that and that was just not okay for these white ladies. So they pulled their children out and then the academy stopped making money. Huh. Right. That's that sounds that sounds right. Right. That yeah, tracks. So, in 1844, her sister Anna, Anna or Anna, I don't know. It used to be Anna and then Frozen happened and now it's Anna and I don't know what to say. <laughs> but I can spell it. Um, got her a teaching job that paid her $1,000 a year in Henderson, Kentucky. Now, she was raised to dislike slavery, to, di- to fight for women's rights. So in Henderson, Kentucky, she saw it firsthand mm. and was, was outraged, Right. I mean, that also, that feels like bare minimum. Yeah? Yeah. Um, she, quote, her, kind as the people were to me personally, the sense of justice was continually outraged, and at the end of the first term of engagement, I resigned the situation. So mm. after that, she was like, no, I don't like it, came back to Cincinnati. Oh, wow. Um. So, yeah, she... Found another job through her sister Anna. 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 Mm, That's a good teaching. sister. <laughs> I've, I'm. Is she getting commission? I'm just. <laughs> is she like? What is happening? I feel like we're missing something. Her sister. I mean, she's Peter.
0: doing what sisters are supposed to do. I think. Good like sisters. you have
1: brothers. Did they get you jobs? My brother did no. not get me a job. No one. No. 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 Maybe some, you know, advice that mm-hmm. was not did not pertain to my actual life. But you know, he tried. Um, exactly. If he's ever listening to this, no offense. You try it. I love you. Um, But you're not listening. I know that. Um, So she got another job teaching in Asheville, North Carolina, teaching music. And her goal, she decided at this point, was to go to med school. And she wanted to somehow raise $3,000 for this. Now, she boarded with Reverend John Dixon. He had been a physician before he became a clergyman. And he approved of her... Career aspirations and let her use his medical books to study. So she oh. also decided to start a slave Sunday school in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, and it all I read was that it was unsuccessful. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, like it's because uh, I would imagine like slaves are like, "Who oh, is this white lady?" And Who then is yeah. Like what and is then the state the, what's the catch? slave
1: yeah, the um slave the are like, you're not teaching them to read or write, are you, yeah, and it's also just like,
0: of the state of the state Yeah, yeah.
1: like, I the like everyone looks at her like, what? What the yeah. you doing? Um, what am like, join the abolitionists. You the know what you the what yeah, 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 yeah. Go. I think the um Underground Railroad was happening the now. We could use you there, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well she tried. She you know, she tried. Well, yeah. Right. I mean you gotta yeah. try. Yeah. Right. Um okay, so in 1846 she began teaching at a boarding school in Charleston. Um, and she while she was there, she was sending out letters looking for places to study medicine. But no dice because she is a woman and does have both breasts and a vagina. Um, So she went to Philly and New York to check it out for herself. So in Philadelphia, she boarded with uh, a Dr. William Elder and studied anatomy privately with Dr. Jonathan M. Allen. So most physicians were like, you can't study here, but maybe you go to Paris? Or they suggested taking up a disguise as a man to study medicine so somebody actually
0: suggested that wow yes
1: and they basically admitted that they had one of two thoughts that they either they were you know her tiny lady brain was just could not handle the situation or that it could handle the situation and then their penises would feel too small around her (laughs) so you know it's a problematic thing she's trying to do yeah right so crazy so, in 1847, she was accepted to the Geneva Medical College in Geneva, New York. So, here's how she got accepted. Ready? Okay. There's, like, usually a normal application process. You see your records and your schooling and all that, and they decide. Instead, they put the issue up to a vote by the 150 male students of the class with a stipulation that if one student objected, she would be turned away. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, mm, hmm
0: Just one so student has this all the is, power.
1: Listen, this wow. is why they developed poisons, okay?
0: <laughs> well,
1: well. It make, right? It makes sense. Yep. Fuckers. So they unanimously accepted her, mostly because they were curious mm. and wanted to watch her fail. I'm sure there were some, like, not all men, don't come at me. I know. I'm sure there was four of them that were nice. But like, let's be real. Okay. Yeah. Um so and she was she she started school. She was looked at as as an oddity. Um, she also would not date anyone. She didn't want to be friends with anyone. She isolated herself completely. Um, she stayed with Dr. Elder during uh in the summer. Um, and then applied for medical positions in the area to gain clinical experience. So then she joined the Guardians of the Poor, the city commission that ran the Blockley Alms House, and they granted her permission to work there. I mean, it was still a struggle. She could work there, although some young resident physicians still refused to assist her in diagnosing and treating patients. Um, So, while she was there, she was appalled by the syphilis, syphilitic Mm -hmm. uh, ward and the condition of typhus patients. So, her graduating thesis at Geneva Medical College was on the topic of typhus, and she concluded that there was a link with physical health and socio-moral stability. Mm. What? (laughs) Hmm. I'm just... So, you're saying if you have more money your physical health can do better, statistically? (laughs) Interesting. Hmm. You don't say. We should maybe look into this matter further. Yeah, exactly. So on January 23rd, 1849, she became the first woman to earn a medical degree in the United States. Wow. And apparently upon her graduation, the dean, Dr. Charles Lee, conferred her degree and stood up and bowed to her. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, calm down. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. So in April 1849, she decided to continue her studies in Europe, first in Britain, then Paris. So in Europe, she was, surprised, rejected by many hospitals because of her sex. So the whole like go to Paris to study, I think that was just like hearsay. I don't think that it was better there necessarily Mm. um and she enrolled at la maternité which was quote a lying in hospital i assume this is like pregnant women um and only she was only accepted because she would be treated as a student midwife and not a physician but By the end of the year, Paul Dubois, who was the foremost obstetrician in his day, had voiced his opinion that she would make the best obstetrician in the United States, male or female. Now, Hmm. I just want to point out that women have been helping women have babies since the beginning (sighs) of time. I know, right? Like, a man walking into that room is like four minutes old.
0: But as soon as they... But as soon as you professionalize something then yes suddenly women become unqualified
1: it is i mean it and in, in the south it was i posted this on our instagram because this was, is was i think from npr i don't remember it was black women helped give birth like throughout like it was a family thing it, they knew more than everybody mm-hmm. you know i'm not mad i am though why we need to we're bringing it back yeah (laughs) bringing it back oh my god you're so funny um all right let's i'll I'll stop ranting for just like a moment but i don't agree that i'm going to continue to stop ranting so on november 4th 1849 while she was treating an infant with an eye infection she accidentally squirted some contaminated fluid into her own eye and she contracted the infection She then lost sight in that left eye and had to have it surgically extracted. No. I know, right? So, I know. She had hoped to become a surgeon and this ended that dream. Now, she then enrolled, she recovered, enrolled in St. Bartholomew's Hospital in London in 1850 But then she felt that the prejudice against women in medicine was not as strong in the United States. So she returned to New York City in 1851. I know, right? I'm impressed. Go figure. Are we doing something right? (laughs) (laughs) I know. That feels wrong. Um, So but you know obviously that wasn't like fully true she obviously faced sexism but she did receive some support from media publications including the new york tribune um so she started her own practice which floundered at first um a lot to do with a lot of women doctors around that time really meant that they were abortionists if you will oh gotcha it was it was a whole thing now let's like thank the lord and all of the gods For those women who probably saved countless lives. Exactly. Um, But yeah, we like to judge the shit out of that. Yeah. Um, So, okay. She founded the New York Dispensary for Poor Women and Children in 1853. In 1857, she opened the hospital under the name New York Infirmary for Indigent Women and Children, they accepted both in- and out patients and served as a nurse's training facility. So in 1856, so she's never married. She's not dating, nothing. She adopted Catherine Kitty, they called her Kitty, Barry. Oh. She was an Irish orphan who was about eight years old at the time oh. uh, from the House of Refuge on Randall's Island. Diary entries indicate that she adopted her out of loneliness and a feeling of obligation as well as out of a utilitarian need for domestic help.
0: So. <laughs> no, she did not adopt a child.
1: She did. Oh, so girl. the child was brought up as a half-servant, half-daughter. How, what, how does that even work? You know, I don't, so like she provided her an education and she, here's how it works. So she instructed her in gymnastics as a trial for theories that she outlined, that she had outlined in her book. She wrote a book called The Laws of Life with Special Reference to the Physical Education of Girls. Oh, so problematic it's problematic as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> poor kitty. I know, but I mean, poor baby. She. Oof. I'm. I'm guessing the orphanage she was at was pretty terrible because. Well, yeah,
0: like it's like either go off and have. Hopefully, she had her own room. And yeah. Be terrible with one person to be like, and then you know you risk illness when you're with, a bunch of other kids.
1: And, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um. She well, who did- knows? She may have had more fun with the kids. Who knows?
1: I, yeah, heart, really I watched hard Annie. Tell.
0: I know how it works.
1: It's a hard knock
0: life for I mean, her. Mrs. Hannigan was awful, but at least she was with her buddies. Who knows? I mean, it's
1: true, but she ran away a lot.
0: I know, it's true. Also, she was I, looking
1: for I, I, Daddy Warbox. She was looking for her mom and dad. She wanted to feel special. Listen, you did not say Annie. I watched it like every day as a child, okay? I can start the whole movie and this is a whole podcast right now is Miriam? sang the whole movie
0: but she was spunky that's the most important thing about Annie. i know
1: right Santa come out tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, okay. we no we can't afford more than that but yeah no no also those <laughs> notes are really really high okay oh yeah only yeah. a little
0: kid could reach them
1: yeah i couldn't do it as a little kid me either i tried so hard all right so also, she didn't let her develop her own interests, and did not Ugh. make any effort to introduce her to other kids of her age, oh, she or then friends. as she oh. got older, young men or women her age, and didn't want her to have like you know, poor kitty. Yeah, I know, like a life. So oh, baby. She, I will say she also this is okay information I got. She stayed with her her whole life. Um, oh. And on her deathbed in 1936, Kitty, when Kitty passed, she called Blackwell her true love and requested that her ashes be buried with Elizabeth. So like... Oh. So here we are talking smack? Well, you know... Or do you think it was
0: like a a matter of... uh, What's the thing where...
1: Stockholm Syndrome? Stockholm, yeah. Yes, that's what I think it is. Mm. Um... I also heard a thing that Stockholm syndrome is not what we think it is, but I don't remember what it was. So I cannot speak on it. <laughs> but when we say Stockholm syndrome, you guys know what we mean. You know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. So when the Civil War broke out in America, uh, the, all the all the sisters aided in the nursing efforts. So she, Elizabeth, was very sympathetic with the North. Um, and she even said that if the North had lost, she would have left the country. Um, Obviously she met with some resistance on the part of the male dominated United States Sanitary Commission. They would not work with her. They would work with nurses but not the Blackwells. So she organized huh. the Women's Central Relief Association which was ultimately absorbed by the USSC. But still they like did not like her. This woman who dared become a doctor. How dare she? How dare she? Um, And then there was a clause in the Medical Act of 1858 in Britain that said doctors with foreign degrees practicing in Britain before 1858 uh, could be recognized as a doctor. So she was the first woman to have her name entered on the General Medical Council's medical register in England. Oh. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. So... In 1866, there's nearly 7,000 patients being treated at the New York Infirmary. She went uh, back to the New York Informity to to help it. She had a parallel project in Europe, but that collapsed. Um, in 1868, a medical college for women was uh, became an adjunct to the Infirmary and was established it incorporated her innovative ideas about medical education, which meant a four-year training period with much more extensive clinical training than previously required. Um, So she was, I think one of the ones to make medical training uh, more complex. Mm. Um, And then there was a rift between Emily and Elizabeth, her sister, Emily. Um, so Elizabeth felt slighted. I don't know what the rift was. Um, it was over management, always, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Business so
1: she, always. So she left for Britain again. She's just going back and forth. You know what I'm saying? It was much cheaper, I suppose, to travel.
0: <laughs> Even though it took forever, but I, I mean, know. sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Who
1: knows? Um, so she went there in order to establish a medical education. Uh, place for women. And in 1874, she established a women's medical school in London with Sophia Jex Blake. Now I could go on and on about Sophia Jex Blake, who's fascinating in her own right. But I will say here is that they did not agree on a lot of things. Elizabeth took issue with some things. Um, But I think Sophia was better received And Mm -hmm. so in 1877, she officially retired from her medical career. Okay. Um, So she viewed, she viewed medicine as a means for social and moral reform. Mm. So for example, her student, Mary Putnam Jacoby focused on curing disease. Elizabeth felt that women would succeed in medicine because of their humane female values Jacobi believed that women should participate as the equals of men in all medical specialties so as i said you know i might not agree with elizabeth on all the things right right um she was very active in social reform from 1880 to 1895 now here's what she was active in ready Reform right. movements, okay, mainly moral reform, right? Sexual mm-hmm. purity, hygiene, and medical education, but also preventative medicine, sanitation, eugenics, family planning, women's rights. What? 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 Levada? What?
0: Is now, there something? You know <laughs>
1: what? Eugenics.
0: <laughs> what? You know, I should have known when you got to like hygiene and moral, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that always back then for our listeners who don't know, that usually was a red flag for also uh, a lot of clans women yes. <laughs> or right-wingers or racists would hide in like morality movements,
1: violence uh-huh, like,
0: movements,
1: mm-hmm. uh, eugenics. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure uh, that the human race stays pure. What? What? Uh, <laughs> for a woman who was so anti-slavery. Obviously, but,
0: like, that's what people don't realize.
1: Yeah. Abolitionists were against uh-huh. slavery.
0: They didn't think black people were necessarily equal. They were just yep. against slavery, which, you know what, as a uh, black person, and as a descendant of uh, enslaved people, I will take it because you know what? Yep. We need somebody fighting to end slavery. You, so you know I what? will take it. It's not enough, but I will take it.
1: Like it's never going to be enough. Nope. But so, I will take it. You know, <laughs> Ta- right but like let's not be like thank you white lady <laughs> no no nope um
0: you gotta yeah. play chess baby you gotta play chess in you America. got you, you not know checkers.
1: what it's not checkers it's i don't care chess. how much yep. you love checkers because <laughs> so many people love checkers but it's not checkers no nope. gotta play a complicated play chess. game of chess yep um so you know and it's it's just so fascinating like reading and researching her and i I just there was like that twinge of like there's something off there's something Mm -hmm. wrong and then you're like oh okay okay
0: yeah eugenics that uh yeah
1: that caught a lot of people up (laughs) um it sure did it sure does it sure Mm -hmm. did and it still does um so she was really, really trying to fix the world, and her goal was evangelical moral perfection. I mean, cool. She believed that the Christian morality ought to play as large a role as scientific inquiry in medicine, and that medical schools ought to instruct students in the subject. Um, she also didn't think you should get vaccines and thought those were dangerous. Um <sighs> she believed that bacteria were not the only important cause of disease and felt their importance was being exaggerated. Okay. I'm trying not to laugh. But and this
0: is a lady that mm-hmm. was alive when everything yeah. was funky. Everything smelled like shit. Like, yeah. Like literally. Yeah. Okay.
1: And she was like, don't wash your hands. It's fine.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 But then, okay, let's, okay. I know this is long. I don't care. Cause this is fascinating. No. Do you? Okay, she campaigned heavily against licentiousness, prostitution, contraceptives, arguing for the Rhythm Method. Yeah, so we knew, okay, here we are.
0: Not the Rhythm Method.
1: (laughs) There she is. There she is again. Um, She campaigned against the Contagious Diseases Act. Now, what was the Contagious Diseases Act? It allowed... Police officers to arrest women suspected of being prostitutes in certain ports and army towns. Um, oh. there was no set definition of prostitution within oh, said act. So basically, any woman hanging out in those towns no, would seriously. be arrested. Yeah. Yeah. This is
0: real. Seriously, they would like harass young, mm-hmm. some like young girls who are just yes. minding their own business. Poor girls, black girls. Just minding their own business and be like, you're a prostitute. And they're like, "Uh, we're just like hanging out like with our friends.
1: Yeah, we're just here. I'm. My mother told me to come and sell my wares, whatever, to pick up the fish for dinner. Like, wow. what? And then this is more fun. When they were picked up, they were subjected to a compulsory physical examination. Yep. Uh-huh. And if she was declared to be infected, P.S. You can be infected by your husband. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with prostitution. We all know I'm fine with that.
0: So, but also, like, I'm just walking down the street. So, this was the original yeah. uh, stop and frisk. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: With, Mother like, the fuck? Yup. Yeah. Wow. Now, if they found that you had an issue, rather than going to a doctor and getting you your antibiotics, right, they would be confined in what was known as a lock hospital until. She recovered or her sentence was completed. Now, this is interesting. Men suspected of frequently like going to these places and these people. They what happened, didn't to, have them? What happened the, to them? So what happened to them was absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. They were, they were high-fiving. Shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm shocked, I tell you. Not that I know. Shocked. <laughs> no, I'm not shocked. But here's, here's what I will say. And there was like a whole thing, right? she was against this act because she thought it was pseudo legislation of prostitution. <laughs> so she, her she problem was, was not, close. <laughs> I know, I know. But here's the thing. It's just like, it's the slavery thing. Like, okay, but we shouldn't have this. So if she's fighting against it, well, that's yeah. good. Like, yeah. but for the very wrong reasons. Okay. Okay. Okay, we're
0: playing chess, not checkers. Playing chess. chess, Okay, girl, go fight them. Uh, Go fight them. Yeah,
1: let's do it. Um, She wrote a book in 1878 uh, called Counsel to Parents on the Moral Education of Their Children. Um, And and she talked about the Contagious Diseases Act and how it was wrong. Um, The book was controversial, uh, but it was eventually printed. She did admit that women uh, did have sexual urges. And that was shocking for the time oh she was like yeah i mean they do but like here's what you have to do about that right like you still your responsibility oh okay um so she never married she did have one controversial moment with a man this was interesting so alfred sex was 26 years old kitty her adopted daughter-ish slash slave was 29 at the time and everyone thought he was in it for Kitty right? But no um, they were like he like loved her like so much so Kitty felt uncomfortable being around them. So she was 55 at this time. Oh shit! She was a coger. Now Kitty was in love with him but Elizabeth wanted to reform him so, I this- bet she
0: did. She wore her for a bad dick,
1: <laughs> you know. Like, I almost hope so. You know, I almost like, girl, guess some, just guess some. You need a little, okay?
0: You <laughs> so- know, what this reminds me of it. Have you seen uh, Good Luck Leo Grand with Emma Thompson?
1: I did, <laughs> it
0: kind of uh, reminds yes. me of that character, yeah.
1: Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Yeah, she want to reform him, all right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm also curious about sexual urges. Come here. Listen, (laughs) I'm
0: going to start referring to my prey as reforming them. (laughs) Come here, baby. I want to reform you. Okay. Yes. Come (laughs) into my tutelage. Mm -hmm. Let me reform that ass. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay, now I'm just being a pervert. <laughs> uh, I mean... Uh, but you know what I mean. You gotta do what you gotta do. I'm not here to judge. Mm-hmm. Hey, reform that ass. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, so, listen, he was an
0: adult, so listen. Yeah, he adults. was a
1: grown-up, do you? All I know is that once her book was published, they stopped speaking to each other. <laughs> so. Oh, her and the guy? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh. I know, yeah. Ooh. I know, Ooh. right? Um. Oh. Um... And then in 1907, she was uh, on holiday in Scotland because when you're in England and on vacation, you say "I'm on holiday." I'm on holiday. Holiday. I'm I'm cultured like that, so that's why I know Mm -hmm. that. Um, She fell down a flight of stairs, and it says was left almost completely mentally and physically disabled. But she lived for three more years, and on May 31st, 1910. She died at her home in Hastings, Sussex after suffering a stroke that paralyzed half her body. Oh, and, yeah. She went down hard, I would say.
0: Wow. Oh, my God. You sure I You sure? Know, Kitty right? didn't push her down? I'm just saying. I'm
1: not, I'm not sure of nothing. OK, because she must have wow. been, you know, a little challenging to take care of. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, oh, wow.
0: Oh, that's terrible.
1: I know. Right. So she led quite a
0: life. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I did not expect that ending.
1: <laughs> kind of You're like, "Wow, I don't know what to say." I know, right? It's so. She lived such an interesting, complicated life. And yeah, I mean, yeah. She opened doors up, so all these women, other yeah. women that I, I found that I like, I could talk about all of them. Um and and many of these women I should save it but like they uh were dated each other. They you know, were lesbians. Lil- Elizabeth like shut the whole thing down but like um and and it was acceptable. It's interesting. It's just such an in- a bizarre. You yeah, it's know,
0: interesting so- how sometimes how progressive like you know our forefathers and foremothers were like in, in their attitudes and then.
1: But aspects of it. Yeah. So we still have ongoing slavery. Yeah. But yet it was okay that they were lesbians. No one cares, but it's like, yeah, but we can't call our society progressive. Can we, you know?
0: Yeah. And then how she was like, well, women have urges, but they just have to beat it out of them. And then it's like, it's like, I want to become a doctor and go to medical school. And it's like, Oh, but eugenics. And it's just like, Oh, wow. Like, um, yeah, but again, you know, for those of us who come after them, you have to play chess, yes, um, instead of checkers. Yes. But wow, like I, I did not mm. expect that ending, though. Dark falling down yep. the stairs. I mean, because I'm I know, like, right. that sounds like it was like, uh, that sounds like you've been pushed down the stairs. Like, I
1: mean, I don't want to say Kitty uh, was abused and was adopted to be her servant and therefore shoved her down the stairs. I don't want to say that. <laughs> because well,
0: Kenny, was kitty with her or
1: was she just like listen i don't know well so. i'm just saying
0: because it's like you said oh she fell down the stairs when she was on holiday and usually that's like oh you fall and like you maybe you spring your mm-hmm. leg or break right. you know
1: yeah just bad enough for your but arm but it was like mental and physical paralysis what Damn, happened like, that's like you? you fell
0: rolled down like two yeah. flights, and then <laughs> fell onto something hard that
1: that's like that's like movie magic falling. You know what I mean? Like no one would actually do that. But wow.
0: Mm. Wow. Well, I mean, (laughs) thank you. So that's Elizabeth Blackwell. Wow. Yes. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing that with us. And that will wrap it up for this episode of notorious women podcast. Uh, Like I always say, uh, like I'm saying now, and I always say every week, guys, remember to follow us on all the things, Um, And also give us a five-star review. Yes, please. Um, And also share our podcast. Don't just tell your friends and family, share. Like copy the link wherever you listen to your podcast, copy the link and text it and email it to your friends. So all they'll have to do is tap on it, tap on the link, tap on our logo and go and become subscribers and download it. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to also, if you want to give us some like moolah, so you can we can bring you more stories of, of murder and yes. medical school uh, <laughs> poisoning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to support us financially, um, you can also do that at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. I almost forgot. P- forgot. patreo dot com slash notorious women, and you can go there. Just give us a little uh, moolah, a couple shekels, yeah. as they say, our Jewish brothers mm-hmm. and sisters say shekels. We do. Um, <laughs> you can do that for as little as two dollars a month, or you can do a one-time donation. Uh, and we appreciate it because it will help us continue to be able to get together and bring you these shows and Miriam, where else can they help out the show and follow us and send us messages?
1: So we have our Instagram page, which is super fun. Come join us. It is so easy. Notorious women podcast. It's us. Um, it's us. You can, you can DM us there. Um, also, we have an email. It's notoriouswmpod at at gmail.com um if you have ideas if you are like that was totally wrong here's what's right right let us know (laughs) we'll fix it on the next episode not a problem yep um and yeah we'd love to hear from you
0: Yes, we definitely would love to hear from you. And thank you for supporting us. Those of you who do listen and listen regularly, we really, really appreciate you. Tell your friends and your family because we're trying to get the word out. It helps us out. Leave a five star review. That definitely helps us out as well. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Yes. Bye bye.